0: I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment.
1: How we find it.
0: Where we put it.
1: And why we're into it.
0: Welcome to Apartment 26. Hello. Hi. Today we're talking about the CSA
1: community supported agriculture
0: yes which is basically like a farm share i think some of them are called Hmm. where you pay at the beginning of the season and over the course of several weeks you're given like weekly boxes of vegetables essentially
1: right or fruit or eggs
0: yeah i thought that they were going to come in like real boxes but actually we have to bring our own bag
1: yeah some of them might come pre-boxed. I don't know.
0: That would be pretty swanky.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, I think some of them get mailed to you in certain states. Uh, so some of them come pre-portioned. I don't know if that's sense. entirely true. <laughs> Once again, do your own research. <laughs> but I think that might be true. I remember when you went in Brookline, maybe, or JP, when we were in Boston. No one we knew was Yeah, I it didn't know anyone who. but like... Or seeing flyers for it and stuff. And I think that one might have a mail or it's an option for mail. In any event, we have to go pick it up.
0: Yeah. But that's getting ahead of ourselves, kind of. Last summer, you had a coworker who was part of the CSA. Mm-hmm. And he went on vacation a couple times. And because we live near him, he like comped us his CSA share for the week. So that's how we got introduced to it. Yep. And that was pretty fun, because it was kind of like a vegetable surprise. Yeah. You know, we never knew it was happening, and that's what kind of got us thinking about doing it ourselves, because it was kind of interesting to... you don't get to choose what you get. So it was kind of a fun game, in a way, to be like, oh, this is what we have. How are we going to make it? Some of the stuff is stuff you've never tried before. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It was... it's like an adventure. And that's why we started thinking about it.
1: Yeah. Plus, we do so much shopping at the farmer's market anyway that this seemed potentially like a way for us to cut down our shopping time, maybe. That was one of our initial thoughts. Or not even so much shopping time, but more of the list and the money. The idea being that if we paid up front, we would save in the long run.
0: And I would say that's kind of worked out that at least we break even. I think it's 28. a week with our vegetables and our eggs. We get like a full share of vegetables which is supposed to feed two vegetarian adults and we get a dozen eggs every week.
1: Mm-hmm. So how it works is I get an email every Wednesday telling me what will be in our weekly share. I usually forward that to Jordan but the email there's like a little backstory about what's going on at the farm. That's really it. I don't know. There's a lot of random stuff.
0: That's the community-supported part, right? They want you to feel invested in, like, the success of the farm and to know that your money is going to, like, sustaining this farm.
1: Right. Um, and then on Thursdays, there's a window of time from 4 to 7 where you can roll up with your bag or your box or however you're getting the stuff and pick up you're allotted shares so the vegetables are all sorted out there'll be a little sign telling you uh, how many vegetables you can take or how many pounds of a vegetable you can take so for example if there's green beans that week or something kind of small there'll be a little scale and you can measure out a pound or two pounds depending on the week whereas with things like eggplants or heads of lettuce um, there'll be like one head of lettuce or two eggplant or something to that effect
0: I don't think I told you, but I saw someone um, one of the weeks that I picked it up roll up with a suitcase, and I thought that that was really pro. Huh. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the cloth would get a little wet. Sometimes things are a little wet because they come from a farm.
0: Oh, yeah. It was probably wild in there, but just in terms of, like, ease of transport, he was picking up for a friend who was out of town, and he lived in Soho, so he had to, like, get back on the train with it, and I was like, wow, that's...
1: That's serious.
0: Yeah, it was pretty serious, but I liked his uh, suitcase game.
1: Yeah. I will say, I. it's always a lot. It's always a lot to carry. I usually take two of our tote bags. Um, the first time I did it, I thought, oh, maybe I won't need the second bag. Definitely need the second bag every time. Um, especially things that you don't anticipate taking a lot of space to do. For example, carrots, when they mm-hmm. come with all the greens attached. Take up a lot of space. So that's the cool part about this too. Is if you're someone who's being really conscious about it, you could turn the the carrot greens. You could use them for smoothies, or you could even cook them down into just like a uh, like collard green esque situation. Or you could put it right into salad. You could do the same uh, with like the beet tops and stuff like that. There are certain greens you're not supposed to eat. So do your own research. Uh, <laughs> but then there are a lot of Greens that are good and fine to eat, or people do it. Like, you get the broccoli, even with the... What is... It's called, uh... What are those broccoli stems called? The stock? No. But no. those, then you can make veggie stock if you're being serious with it. So, really, if... I'm talking about little leaflets. Isn't there a term for the leaflets oh, that come off them?
0: I didn't know. I thought they were just broccoli leaves.
1: Oh. Uh, is it, like, rabe? It starts with an R? Well, oh, is its own Oh,
0: isn't broccoli rabe like, its own thing? It's, like, its own... Variety,
1: oh, maybe
0: maybe not. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um. Anyway,
0: you say, get the whole vegetable.
1: Yeah, yeah. So i us say towards that too vegetarian adult uh, thing. It is pretty true. But if you were being especially frugal, for lack of a better word, with it, uh, you could really stretch it out, be your money's worth. We end up just composting a lot of that because, well, one, it's composting, so we don't feel guilty about it. But two, as I think we'll talk about sooner, maybe rather than later, uh, it's a lot of stuff to keep up with sometimes. So adding on the greens and making stock and doing all the pieces of it that might be done would be a little bit of overwhelming culinary time, even for people who enjoy cooking and are pretty, pretty good at cooking for two adult people, I would say. Um, yeah, but you go and you pick it up. And then you get, if you have an egg share or a fruit share, you go and get that. That's usually separate. Then you have to check your name off the list that you've gotten your thing for the week. And then you you leave. Uh, And then there's a volunteering portion of it too. Uh, Jordan just did all our slots for that. Because I was hiking.
0: Yeah, we kind of, we knew you were going to have to be the one to pick it up most of the time because I don't really get home until 7. Right. So, in exchange for that labor, I figured I should do our six hours of volunteering.
1: What was that like? Well, it's
0: interesting, um, to the box point. I mentioned when I was volunteering that I thought it was going to come in boxes, and they pointed out that that would require even more volunteers. Like the volunteering Mm. is just to set up and break down the CSA, so that the CSA is available for everyone every time it's there. Like you have to take the stuff off the truck, you have to lay it out, you have to make the signs, and then at the end you have to, like, we donate the extra stuff to the food kitchen. So you have to get get (laughs) yeah, you like have to get all that stuff down there. So. It just like runs the CSA, and I understand the necessity of it. And they put it up, they need way more volunteers if it was actually being boxed as well. Hmm. Um, I would say it was fine. Like, I don't feel any particular way about it. You know, like, I understand the necessity for it, and it was fine to do. Um, yeah,
1: so that's how it works. I know, Get the yeah. email to let you know it's coming, go in the allotted time window, get your stuff, and then you have to volunteer for a certain amount of hours. Eight, is it? Six. Six hours? And that's at uh, six hours constantly. You can break it up.
0: Yeah, you can. It's only open for four hours at a time, so you can only ever volunteer for four ah, hours at a time. That's true. Um, yeah, I. I would say that the pros of it have been that there is a ton of food. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're definitely getting our money's worth in terms of the amount of food that we get. And like you said, there are a variety of things we can do with that food. You know, like we like carrots and we eat carrots and a lot of stuff. But then we also have a recipe that technically calls for carrot top pesto.
1: Mm. And
0: instead of buying pesto that week, we could make carrot top pesto, mm-hmm. especially now that we have a new blender, which is a topic for another day. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, there's a lot of like stuff and we have ended up trying new stuff that we had never eaten before. Like, we got some kohlrabi, and I had never thought about eating kohlrabi before, but now we, like, figured that out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and it has encouraged us to try new recipes as well, to try to use, like, multiple things in the same recipe, so mm. that we can knock everything out, because you get so much stuff that if you ate one thing each night, you would never finish. Yeah, it would be Um... So we ended up with stuff like that fried rice recipe that we really, really like Mm -hmm. that was like came out of trying to use a bunch of produce all at once.
1: All the different turnip recipes. Yeah. Tried. Ended up making our own tomato sauce quite frequently.
0: I love the tomatoes that we get. I would say that's one of the like best items that we end up with. We'll end up with like several pounds of tomatoes every week. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I would also say that getting the garlic was Mm -hmm. interesting because we've actually never purchased farmer's market garlic and what we've decided through this and through the farmer's market is that that stuff really just tastes so much better and it's a place that we really like to spend our money and now that we know that the garlic is like so good, um, we will probably shift to doing that as well.
1: Well, We're going to grow our garlic, which we can talk about. That's true. Fire escape. Garden episode, stay tuned. (laughs) But yeah, we planted some of the farmer's market garlic to attempt growing it.
0: Yeah, so I would say that was a pro as well. We were introduced to things and found out that we like certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, something that I find interesting personally, at the farmer's market and at the CSA, particularly at the CSA though, because I feel like it is kind of the rawest form of food. Like, they don't even try to make it that pretty because you've already purchased it. Um, You really do kind of start to understand what food actually looks like. Mm. And it's shocking how different it looks from supermarket food. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've never thought about as a suburban kid turned city dweller, you know. Um, I've always been very far removed from my food. And I don't know that I have, like, a come to the land sort of moment about it but it's just been curious and interesting to see the differences between like bok choy that we buy at the grocery store versus bok choy that we get or like Mm -hmm. there was a slug in our (laughs) lettuce which was kind of wild but does make you think like oh this stuff just like grows in the ground where the slugs (laughs) live you know like that's stuff we're so far removed from on a regular basis that becomes really apparent. And there's a lot of, like, misshapen food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You realize that, like, probably most food is misshapen. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe you think about that all the time, but I became very aware of it through this process of, like, getting stuff straight from the farm. Yeah, I don't know
1: really I think about it all the time. My parents always had it and still have a pretty serious garden. So I grew up with like at least with vegetables a good image and like herbs and berries a good image of like what that stuff most often looked like coming actually off the vine or the ground not in like a Wendell Berry sense you know not like totally agrarian by any means but really pretty good understanding that perfectly round tomatoes don't exist outside of science <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah yeah Pecans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah! I don't know. I went into this thinking that I was going to just love it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because we really love the farmer's market and we have dramatically shifted our grocery budget to favor that and to like have that be <coughs> part of our lives. Um, <coughs> wow, I'm trying to have like a moment here. <laughs> you ready now? <coughs> yep. Okay. <coughs> Um so that's something we've really been prioritizing and so I just thought that this was going to be an extension of that and it was going to be something we wanted to do every year. I did not account for how absolutely overwhelming it was going to be.
1: Yeah, really intense.
0: Especially when you were hiking. Mm. There were 4 weeks where it was like just me alone with the vegetables <laughs> and that shit was wild. Um, even, I was like even taking them to work and giving them out to people and people were really confused and like (laughs) not sure why I was doing that. And I would still come home and be like, oh my God, I have to eat all this produce before it goes bad. Mm -hmm. Um, which was really overwhelming. Also, we get it on a Thursday night and that's kind of a weird time for us because like we have to do something with it. We can't just like leave it out until it's convenient for us to do something with it. And also, our like meal prepping renews like on Sunday night slash Monday morning, so there's time for stuff to go bad.
1: You know what I mean. In retrospect, perhaps we should have shifted our prep to Thursday.
0: That's smart.
1: But but it's hard. Thursday is I'm usually always on site at a school on Thursdays. It's a pretty popular weekday for me schools or libraries somewhere people want stuff going on on thursdays you have work by the time we come home and then actually make that dinner for the night and actually like do the stuff it's like eight o'clock and we have (laughs) quite literally pounds of vegetables to
0: so many pounds yeah
1: put away or like cut up and prep or deal with in some way um and it's kind of an intensive weeknight activity as opposed to the farmer's market which is saturday morning we can like get hyped up on coffee and deal with it over the course of the day and take our time with it a bit more.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is that while we have been introduced to new stuff and while there are some weeks that we get a ton of stuff that we usually eat, like we got a ton of zucchini one week, which was great for us because we're always eating zucchini. Mm -hmm. Um, again, like getting a ton of tomatoes is great because they're so good. Um, but then there are weeks when we get mostly lettuce or like <laughs> weeks where there's a bunch of kale and celery and like, actually, I'm not going to malign the celery because we actually ended up liking it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I mean? That there was just like a ton of stuff that we didn't want to eat and yeah. felt bad not eating. Like, I hate kale. I don't like it. <laughs> you can't make me.
1: I will say backing up real fast on the celery no back to the pros. Yeah. It's finding out how, like, we talked about it with the garlic, but finding out how good fresh stuff can be. That's true. Um, And not just, like, fresh tomatoes are, like, a pretty universally accepted thing as being way better. I mean, but, and, the, and you know, people talk about, like, people in the n- nutrition community, which I suppose this thing was odd saying out loud, <laughs> they talk about that, that dirty dozen, I don't even know. All oh yeah, the things, but the things that supposedly leach the flavor and chemicals off pesticides and all that, blah blah blah. I don't know how much I subscribe to all that, how much I don't. But I will say the difference between store bought celery and celery coming off this farm are night and day. You just like the garlic, just like I don't know what else is like that.
0: I think tomatoes are like that. Tomatoes. I oh, yeah. I don't even like regular tomatoes, um, but even I don't know. Like I think the zucchini are better Mm -hmm. than definitely than the grocery store
1: yeah well, Um, two towns zucchini are their own conversation
0: the peppers i love like fresh bell peppers if we can get them
1: yeah the peppers are really good but the celery was pretty eye-opening for me i do not like celery i will no one likes celery i'll pass it up (laughs) you can lather in peanut butter i don't care um but then we had it so we used it in a stew uh, and then a you know, rice and bean thing, and it was so delicious every time. That like made yeah, me question my whole worldview. Because uh, normally celery is the thing I begrudgingly eat if it's in a stew, and this like soaked up the flavor. It was so delicious. It was wild.
0: Yeah, it, like made it better. Yeah. Because it was in there.
1: So that was a cool pro, kind of rediscovering that. I mean, we know it from buying at the farmers market, and then over the winter having to buy, it's like. It was, Like, so the farmer's market, when they're in season, we get the tomatoes. Over the winter, we got to get the store-bought tomatoes, and the difference there is pretty apparent. Um, And then other things are pretty apparent, too, but it's been interesting. Like, celery isn't something I would seek out, and it's still not probably something I would seek out, per se. But if we had a recipe that called for it, now I would look for it at the farmer's market.
0: Yeah, I would say we used to like cut celery from recipes because it didn't seem that important. And now when it's in season, it'll be something that we look into.
1: Yeah, it's been cool in terms of reopening some of those flavor profiles, I suppose. Thinking about it as like someone who likes to cook, someone interested in nutrition and that stuff. It's been cool kind of coming back to some vegetables and some flavors that I had previously just entirely written off. And that I probably would have continued writing off if it had been forced upon me week after week after week and we had to find something to do with it. Which is one of, I think, the cons, like what Jordan was saying about having so much, having stuff to do with. It's also, I mean, it's obviously, the point of it is to get new stuff every week, but sometimes that deadline <laughs> is like particularly intimidating. Like, tomorrow I'm going to have to go pick up a new head of lettuce and i know for a fact there's still a pretty much full head of lettuce sitting in our fridge we're going to have two heads of lettuce one that is a little older but still pretty full and one that is new and full and that is like a daunting thought
0: Um, yeah or like if i ever see another cucumber ever again i'm probably going to die
1: yeah you're probably gonna see three more tomorrow
0: and the, the thing is, like, fresh cucumbers are great. Yeah. I like them. And we have some recipes that we use them in. But not so many recipes that I can eat six of them a week.
1: Yeah, which isn't a hyperbole. For a while, the shares are giving away <laughs> six cucumbers, which is gratuitous.
0: Yeah, and we tried everything. We did everything humanly possible. And yeah. It's just too much. And I think that's it. Like, we don't want to waste You know, like Mm -hmm. we have paid for it and we are composting it and we are giving it away and that's fine. But like, if we're not going to use it, there's no point in us having it. And that's kind of the good thing about the farmer's market is we can just go and get what we need versus being given stuff we know we're not going to eat. Right. So that would be my main critique of this is that we end up wasting some of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Other cons? do there we have.
0: No, that was that was mostly it for me. It's just also I think it's a little emotional. Like there's this feeling of overwhelm mm-hmm. about the vegetable huh. <laughs> that I just don't really need in my life. Like I don't need to pay to be overwhelmed by vegetables. <laughs> there are other things to be overwhelmed about in the world, you know.
1: Yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean I think that's it's cons for me. It's like that. I don't know that I'm as overwhelmed as you are but it is tedious the doing all the prep on Thursday dealing with the amount of vegetables you weren't here by yourself you didn't see what it was like that's true it would be a lot by yourself it was wild yeah I can imagine um I thought going and picking it up would be tedious but that hasn't really been bad
0: no it's pretty streamlined once you get up there Mm -hmm. um so uh, their, their method of doing it is totally fine.
1: Yeah, so that's been good. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any other cons. I mean, it's a good program. It's well run. You know, I don't have any thing to say negatively about the organization of it. I mean, it's just a, it seems like too much for what we're trying to do with our lifestyle.
0: Yeah, I would say that if your family is bigger, if you consume more food... Than we do if you have a rabbit. Or a lot of people were saying that they like freeze stuff. Ah, yes. And I don't, we just don't have a lifestyle that's conducive to that. We can't have more stuff in our freezer. We can't spend more time than we already do, like dealing with the vegetables, you know? Like Mm -hmm. it's just more stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if we had a lifestyle shift, we would return to it. And I definitely don't dissuade people from trying it. I think it was fun to try.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just more than we're trying to do right now, I think.
1: Mm. We'll say the egg share has been really nice. is <laughs> like not picking up eggs from the grocery store and just having that done for the week.
0: Yeah, I do like that. But they cost the same amount that they do at the farmer's market. So it's not like we're saving ourselves anything. Yeah, no. I think that's something we'll continue to do at the farmer's market because we've been liking it. Yeah. But...
1: Yeah, I
0: think so. And I think that's the thing. It's just, it's really easy to shift all this behavior to the farmer's market on Saturday mornings, uh, which is just better for us in general, mm-hmm. you know? One of the cool things, though, that came out of this, kind of like my, the one thing we're carrying over, I would say, is the jar method, which ties in, it has many layers. Yeah. So when we started thinking about doing this... One of the things that we really wanted to deal with in terms of food waste was like food spoilage because we knew we were going to be paying a lot of money up front and we didn't want this food to go bad. And something that we've dealt with in the past is that we'll get something at the farmer's market mm-hmm. and it'll go bad before we can eat it, even though we basically eat everything within a week.
1: Wah, wah, wah.
0: And that sucks because you've spent money on that and now you can't eat it. And that ruins what you were trying to like make in the first place. And it's just a whole tedious thing. Mm. So I heard about this thing because I follow an account called brown kids on Instagram and they're kind of like a sustainable living lifestyle brand. It's a couple row and E and their big thing was that they were trying to tackle all of their debt in a really aggressive way. And part of that was looking at how much they were spending on food how much they were wasting, what their food habits were, and how they could bring down the cost of their food. And over the course of doing this, they developed what they call the jar method and they sell a like e course on it. It was 50 bucks. And I'd been seeing them talking about it online. And I listened to a podcast where they talked about it and I was really interested in this. Because it's literally just, like, storing your food in jars <laughs> in your fridge.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but they were saying that, like, they went from stuff going bad, like, within a few days to having it last up to three weeks. And I thought that was wild, and I wanted to know about it. hmm So... I don't want to spoil everything about it because I think people should have to go buy it from them. I'm not going to give you their content free here. Right. But basically, the theory is just like for food stores better in glass than it does in plastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That there are certain things like greens or peppers that get wetter than others and you can deal with those things differently than you would deal with, say, like carrots that you've put in a jar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of encapsulate a type of food prep that we were kind of trying to do anyway but failing at a little bit which is that like we wanted to process everything for our recipes when it came in rather than doing it on a nightly basis
1: right
0: and that's part of the jar method as well is that like you get all of your produce whether you get it from the grocery store we get it from the csa or you go to the farmer's market or whatever and while you're putting it away You kind of cut everything up and get everything ready to be used so that when it's time to use it, it's just kind of like prepped for you. Mm -hmm. And I would say about the jar method that it's been working really well for us. I don't know that we're getting three weeks. That might be a little ambitious or maybe we're not doing it entirely right, but definitely stuff is lasting the week much more than it had been previous.
1: Yeah, which is all we really need yeah because we shop on a weekly basis
0: yeah and we usually do clear everything out within that week Mm -hmm. they also i mean it's a several like series it's a series of videos there are several videos that wasn't very clear the way i said (laughs) but you know what i mean um And they cover everything from, like, looking at your own eating habits and being realistic about making a grocery list and going to the grocery store and what to look for. And that wasn't necessarily the part of it that we needed because we kind of already have a way that we handled that. But then they go step by step by, like, okay, you bought a bell pepper. Here's what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. You bought a bunch of grapes. Here's what you're going to do. Um, And we have seen, I would say... The green situation, infinitely improved. Fresh herbs. Check. We've been getting a lot of fresh herbs with the CSA, which is cool because we really like that. And Mm -hmm. those have been lasting way longer than they used to. Check. They used to get so shrivelly and limp. Yeah. That was bad. Bell peppers. um, Love cutting the bell peppers when we get them rather than, like, for a recipe. So all that stuff has been really good. And it was cool. They go through, like, all of the stuff that you need to do the jar method. And it turns out because Donnie is obsessed with fermenting, <laughs> that we had a bunch of jars anyway.
1: I will say we had to go buy extra jars did not just have a bunch of jars. I think we had out. to buy
0: one extra jar. I because don't know that's true. the other thing we've been doing uh, is now is saving true. jars. Yeah, And I didn't realize how much of our food came in jars until we started saving it. But like literal jam jars, peanut butter, coconut oil, mm. All of that stuff comes in jars, and we had been recycling them, but now we can just use it to store our food in.
1: Yeah. Score.
0: So, I would—I think we bought one jar, because it is nice to have the bigger ones. I think we bought a 32-ounce one. Oh, maybe two. Because most of the 12- to 16-ounce jars, like, won't hold a whole head of lettuce, for instance.
1: <laughs> um, i got two of those.
0: But I'll link the jar method and brown in the show notes, because... I thought that was really pro. I think it was fifty bucks for the e course, and I feel good about having spent that because now we can reference those videos whenever. And sometimes we do when we're like, "Oh, what did they say about this specific type of produce?" You know, Mm -hmm. because something that we had gone wrong on. We kind of like had this idea initially, but we weren't storing things in the right way. Like we cut up some potatoes and we stored them, and they went bad, Mm -hmm. and we were pissed. Yeah. And now we know that actually it's better to keep potatoes whole out on the counter and not in the fridge,
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know? So I think all of this is like research you could have done yourself, I suppose, but it was really nice to have it in this format and to be able to go back and reference it when we get something that we haven't dealt with before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's 50 bucks to pay for consolidated research. That's good. Worth it.
0: Yeah. And like, I don't know. I was thinking about this tonight while I, pulled a jar of bell peppers out and just like dumped them into the recipe because they were already ready. And I was like, man, that felt nice. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it didn't take that much extra time up front. Like you already got to do shit anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're already overwhelmed by produce and like trying to like get it to fit in the fridge. And it, it also fits better, I think, because it's in the jars and yeah. not just like rolling around in the crisper drawer or whatever <gasps> that thing is called. Is that what it's called?
1: I think so, yeah. With an I, usually. Mm. Or that's the gene with an I. What? CRISPR, isn't that the gene splicing thing, too?
0: Oh, I have no idea. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Named after the drawer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cool. Named after the drawer that might be able to control humidity with a little switch. But I feel like no. That That's always been my beef with CRISPR
0: drawers. It's like, you know that this is exactly the same as the rest of the fridge. Yeah. But actually, fun fact, the um, e-course on the jar method talks about the different areas of your fridge as well and where stuff Ah. will do better than others. So there was a lot of good information, including about some vegetables that you should buy organic because they do absorb pesticides versus others Ah. that you can get away with it.
1: Yeah, they do have that list.
0: Yeah. So there's lots of good stuff in there. You should check it out. I think even if people aren't doing like a farmer's market or CSA, it's just like generally better to learn how to store your food and not waste it.
1: Good fridge knowledge.
0: Yeah. And then the last thing, that's kind of related, but I don't know, we're, we're
1: out hey, here. We're going for doing it.
0: the thing. Um, we tried canning last year. Uh. Because we have some Thanksgiving pies that we like to do. And obviously nothing is in season here around Thanksgiving. <laughs> but we wanted to try doing this pie with fresh peaches. And it was a comedy of errors, I would say, but it went fine because we ate those peaches in November and we were still alive.
1: Yeah, Dylan ate them too. Dylan is still alive.
0: <laughs> Everyone survived. Um, this year, we tried it again. We did not get the peaches in our CSA. We did buy them from the farmer's market, but in the vein of the jar method and produce and keeping things fresh. <laughs> We tried canning again. I I would say maybe it went better.
1: Yeah, I think it went better.
0: Um, So I'll link in the show notes like all the resources we used for that as well. And literally it was just like a canning jar, which we had anyway. Our big soup pot. A canning so jar is really water. just
1: a mason jar with a metal lid too. It's not that fancy.
0: No, but you do need that specific lid. Yeah. That's like the way the canning works in order to let air escape.
1: Yeah. But you get, i mean—it's just the lid that most mason jars, oh, yes, ball jars yes. are sold with. I will say, we, so we sort of like winged it. We don't have oh for sure the water bath or anything like that, which would probably be way easier. Those things are really big, um, so we just use our soup guy. Our soup guy, our cauldron, I call it. Um, <laughs> do you call it that? I do. Nice. Uh,
0: Only to yourself, because I've never heard you call it that, but I believe you.
1: I've got it that all this week to you.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I don't really listen when you speak that much, I guess. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, using the cauldron. And it's tricky. So the reason you need the water bath with the uh, cage for it and all that is because you can't have your can touch the bottom. Because then it would
0: heat unevenly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the bottom part would be really hot because it's touching the bottom of the pot.
1: Right. Um, well, yeah.
0: And water circulation yes. around it.
1: mainly that, I believe. So, last year, we we had metal chopsticks. <laughs> metal reusable chopsticks. so we Mostly
0: put, for aerating plants.
1: Yeah, so we put those in the bottom. Um... And that was fine. But they get super hot. And <laughs> make kind of one of those like... Sounds, which is a little scary. Um, but they're not really doing anything but getting hot. Uh, it was fine. On the whole, it was a, a bit sloppy. Because the jar had stay balanced. And as things got bubbly, I got a lot out of control. It also didn't fit entirely so that it was covered by water, which was problematic. Um, Which is like
0: 98% of the point. Yeah,
1: it's supposed to be totally covered by water for the even water circulation and the even heat circulation and yada yada yada. Turned out fine. Everyone's still alive (laughs) who ate the beach pie.
0: And our thought has always been, like, we're canning in the summer. If we open this shit at Thanksgiving and it's clearly fucked up, we're not gonna eat it. Yeah. Like...
1: It's not the prairie. Yeah. Like, like, we're
0: gonna know if it's a mess or not.
1: Yeah, our lives aren't dependent upon this peach jar being (laughs) canned correctly. It's just whether or not we're gonna make this pie. So the stakes aren't that high. It's not, you know, Nebraska circa 1840. Uh, Point being... This year, we tried a different method. We tied, uh... The... They're called the bands. So, like, the
0: lid comes in two pieces. I don't know what the other piece is called, honestly. The lid, but, probably. Yeah, uh, just, like, the rims of them. And actually, this is an idea that we got from the ball website. Yeah. Um, to, yeah, take the little rims and create, like, a like a trivet, kind of. Whoa. Well, a trivet? Yeah, like, one of those things that you put a hot pot on on the counter i don't know usually they're shaped like triangles
1: don't believe i've seen one really yeah it's a new word for me
0: oh well it looked basically like those bands tied together but not mm. shambly
1: yeah uh and it worked out very well i think it worked out better than the chopstick situation
0: yeah sure. i think that should definitely be our plan in the future
1: yeah and it was like not as wild as using the chopsticks Really, pretty easy to get the jar on there and have it stay firmly on there. I, I mean, we, I think that's why Ball recommends it because it's pretty much just a good solution to not using one of the cages in the water bath. And we used a jar, uh, maybe a little bit smaller. I don't know. We don't we remember. did, yeah.
0: Because yeah. this one fully submerged, and I felt better about knowing that it was fully sealed.
1: Yeah, so that's a plus as well. So just thinking about the technical technicalities. The technical details, rather, of canning. This year it definitely went better. We'll see... how it all pans out. We had some trial and error this year, still, like last year. Oh, definitely. We used the can that was too big at first and it wasn't submerged. So then we had to dump everything out. That was tricky. We started with the chopsticks, then pulled them out after Jordan looked up this trivet idea on the ball website. So there was a lot of... Uh, like messy elements involving boiling water and boiling syrup uh but no one got hurt and the peaches are canned in the cabinet so we'll report back around november as to their fate
0: we should maybe try canning some raspberries too so that we can do like the whole pie fresh Hmm. i don't know if you can do that but i feel like you must be able to right people can berries it's like what jam is yeah yeah But yeah, we'll report back in an update.
1: On whether or not we canned raspberries.
0: Yeah, and I mean, whether or not we died from eating bad peaches. Um, Obviously, do your own research. (laughs) Stay safe. But I will put the resources we used... Um, We used the same, like, peach canning syrup recipe that we did last year because we ended up liking that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll put our resources in the show notes for people who want to try it out. But it's kind of fun. It's like a, you know, I think in terms of thinking about seasonality, I'm from a place where food just tastes good all the time, and that's not the case here. So thinking about when we can get these really fresh, delicious things and seeing... I mean, literally, what the point of canning is, if we can <laughs> sustain that. Um, it's just kind of a fun experiment, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26.
0: For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below and follow us on Instagram at APT26podcast.
1: See you next time.